Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to Grief Guidance. I'm your host, Kristen Hines, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing Christmas, how I'm preparing for Christmas, my views on Christmas, and everything in between. The holidays, for many grieving people, can be very, very tricky. It could be tough, it could be heartbreaking, and sometimes you just don't know how to get through it. And so the point of this episode today is to just let people know where I'm at, where my mind's at, how I'm going to try to tackle all the conflicts and issues that arise with, you know, going through the holidays while grieving and missing someone. And we're just going to have that conversation together because honestly, I'm in the thick of it as well. I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm just taking my existence day to day. And so... This episode might be messy, might not make sense, but at least it'll be an authentic version of how my life is and and what I am trying to continue to do, which is to normalize these grief conversations. And so if that interests you in any way, keep listening. back friends to this week's episode of grief guidance where we are discussing everything Christmas and the holidays and the new year and all of that so thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to take a listen and to just be a part of this conversation and like you heard in the intro again we are discussing Christmas and how I'm going to be tackling Christmas this year Compared to Thanksgiving, which I released an episode on Thanksgiving and how I was preparing for it, I went back and reviewed those notes. And I really did a self-assessment on what worked, what didn't work, and what can I adjust going into the holiday season for Christmas and New Year. And so we'll discuss that and I'll tell you what worked and didn't work. And I'll also just tell you where my mind is currently at going into the holiday season because it is drastically different than last year. And again, we'll get into that in the you know in the thick of this episode but that's where we're going to start and so without further ado let's get started Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let the listeners know that I will be taking two weeks off during Christmas and New Year's just to really allow myself to fully take in all that this time has to offer and to allow myself some much needed rest and time to just spend with friends and family. And so I thank you for your cooperation and patience, but you, I have a whole lineup of people coming in to discuss grief and to normalize those conversations. And I have a huge lineup for the new year and I'm so excited. So there are definitely really good conversations coming to Grief Guidance and so I just can't wait. So that's a little teaser for you, but I just wanted to make sure that you guys know I will be taking two weeks off and I will be coming back in the new year with much more wonderful grief conversation content for you all. Okay, diving right into Thanksgiving. So a week or so before Thanksgiving, I released an episode talking about how I am mentally, physically preparing myself for Thanksgiving. In this episode, I, you know, suggested things like prayer and journaling. I suggested writing out a list of triggers that might help you to identify, you know, 
when things come up for you throughout the day, how you can identify them and then best get over them so that you would be prepared, you'd be ready for it. I talked about letting go of past ideas and traditions with your loved ones, not the fact that you have to let those go completely, but that you're not going to be doing them with your loved one anymore because they are dead. And so that's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And I also talked about things like leaving a place setting for them, leaving a chair open, writing letters, eating a favorite meal or a favorite food of theirs. And while some of these things worked, in my opinion, others really didn't. And so prayer and journaling, I, I always suggest doing these before any type of major event or holiday because prayer for me is very significant and it's very important to me. Although God doesn't answer all the prayers I ask for in the way that I want him to, pray, praying for me definitely calms me down and it brings me into a level-headed space. Also, journaling drastically helps me, so I really can't say anything negatively about that because journaling allows me to get out all of my thoughts all of my feelings onto paper and it's almost like a it's a brain dump and I can put it away and I can keep that separate for the most part. Now for the list of triggers, again, I suggested that I and I, I did this personally. I wrote out a list of triggers for things I thought was going to upset me on that day and how I was going to get past them. Now, some things worked. Like obviously I was overwhelmed and anxious. On Thanksgiving and so I wrote out that those are gonna be like being in a room full of Ben's family right like because we go to his extended families for Thanksgiving and that there's uncles and cousins and aunts and like nieces and nephews all of that so being in a room full of family was going to be very triggering for me it was going to be upsetting and so I talked myself through how would I optimally respond to that like, how, how am I going to get through it? How am I going to react in a certain way? And that helped because I knew what I was walking into. But then there were other things that came up for me, like extreme anger. At one point, I got extremely angry. I didn't think only because I saw something like a food that reminded me of my uh, dad. And I got angry because my dad wasn't with us. And so it like I can't say that it worked or really didn't work. I think it was like 50/50 because some of the stuff I wrote out happened and I was able to you know get over those triggers, but then the other ones just came out of nowhere. And I think that is a perfect example of just grief. You're not going to be 100% prepared for your, you know, day to day, not not like let alone holidays. So you kind of just have to go with the flow and that stuff like when that kind of stuff happens. And so I would say that writing out your triggers was like a 50-50. Now, letting go of past ideals and traditions with your loved ones and that whole segment of that episode, I would do that again to some extent. I think it really helped to have a clear vision in my mind that Thanksgiving was not going to be the same this year. And so I think I'm definitely going to do that going into Christmas, reminding myself that Christmas this year is not going to be the same as it has been in the past. A really meditating on that and thinking about that helps me because it, again, it allows me to go into the holiday kind of knowing what to expect. And for me, that is extremely beneficial. I also talked about food and this one was actually kind of funny because I I did make and eat things that both my dad and Bree enjoyed to have at the like during the holidays, but it brought me more sadness than it did 
happiness. And I didn't really expect that. I thought I would be like, you know, having more like positive thoughts like, oh, like Brie loved this and I'm eating it and like we're together and like those types of thoughts. But instead, I just got extremely sad. And I didn't, again, I did not expect that. So that was a little hit or miss as well, which goes to show that I am honestly such a work in like a work in progress. You know what I mean? Like I am just trying my best day to day to, you know, walk through this grief journey with all of you guys as well. And it's going to be messy and it's going to be ugly, but I realized that you can prepare and prepare and prepare and it could still not end up the way that you like it. And I feel like that's kind of how Thanksgiving went for me. I feel like I tried my best to prepare my mind and my emotions for how for like that day. And in the end, it didn't go any way I thought it was going to go. And, you know, it left me not, I want to say in crumbles, but it left me feeling more down than it did leaving me feeling like happy or uplifted. I feel like I was more depressed and I didn't really anticipate that. So you got to give yourself grace during these times. You have to give yourself love and just know that it's only temporary the feelings only temporary and that you're going to get through whatever you're struggling to get through and so that was just thanksgiving in a little like in a wrap up real quick because again i just wanted to let you guys know like what worked for me and what didn't work and all of that nitty-gritty stuff and so after the break we're going to come back and now discuss christmas by itself and things that are triggering me currently and how I'm trying to get past them and how I'm trying to learn and grow from those triggers. And before diving into the triggers that I am picking up on during this whole Christmas season, I think I really want to take some time to reflect and discuss how drastically different Christmas is this go around and not only Christmas but Thanksgiving was different Christmas is different and I'm assuming New Year's is going to be different as well this whole holiday season ever since honestly the one year mark so since October and on so October like the rest of October November and December it has just felt so depressing now, you have to keep in mind, last year, because this isn't my first holiday season without Brie and Dad, it's my second, but when the last year, when we lost them in October, it was just, you know, one month later Thanksgiving, two months later Christmas, and I don't really remember exactly like the holiday season last year because it was it's such a blur in my mind. I know that I was completely numb to my core. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about anyone. I was so f just focused on trying to get things settled down. I was focused on trying to take care of myself. I was still in shock of the fact that I just lost my dad to cancer and my best friend to suicide. And the holidays were like, they weren't even a thing. Okay, at first I remember thinking like, I'm not even going to celebrate anything because this is honestly horrible. Okay. And so last year was on it, like just, just a blur. And I also remember at the same time, although I didn't want to celebrate or talk to anyone or interact with, interact with anyone, 
I remember wanting to be with my immediate family, wanting to be with Ben, my brothers, my mom, because, you know, we were all going through the same thing. And I remember almost viewing Christmas in particular as an escape. Like I was going to use the holiday and try to find some normalcy. I was going to try to make everything feel okay and I was going to try to be there for my brothers and I remember just trying to turn Christmas into something that it wasn't because obviously it was going to be different. It wasn't going to be the same and that's how I felt last year and so this year came along and I am just feeling so incredibly depressed. Like I have never felt this depressed about holidays or things like that ever. And that honestly was something that I was not anticipating. I thought that it was going to kind of be like last year because, I, you know, I already had one holiday season underneath my belt, quote unquote. And so I thought that I was going to be doing better than I am. And I'm just not, which isn't a secret. If you are very close to me, you know that I'm having a hard time. And it's not like something that people can help with. It's just like this overall feeling of like, why God, like, why, why do, why isn't dad here? Why isn't Brie here? Like, why do I have to be happy during this time of cheerfulness and joyousness and like all these things? And so it's just been very difficult. And I feel like obviously, if you're grieving someone during this season, you may know exactly how I'm feeling. You may be feeling the same way, or maybe you're feeling something completely different. But either way, there's something missing when you're grieving someone from the holiday season. And it's that special, special person. And so going into this, after I realized that, right after I realized that, you know, it's it's going to be different. And I'm, you know, I don't say very depressed, but I'm definitely depressed, right? Like I'm not having a good time. I'm sad most of the time and I'm trying to remain as optimistic as possible without being, you know, inauthentic to myself. Like I want to acknowledge the fact that I am depressed. It's an extremely sad time. Everything just seems so off and it seems like it's not right. But at the same time, I'm trying to find that silver lining so that I continue to seek out hope. I continue to seek out God. I continue to seek out just trying to move forward in this darkness. And things like that are family and friends trying to continue maintain those relationships and, and remain, you know, faithful on God's goodness that he'll bring me through this dark time. And so, again, I just wanted to preface that because everything just feels so quiet and it feels so sad and dreary like I, I don't know it just feels so weird and I would love to know if other people who are grieving also feel like that during this time like is it gonna be like an every year thing that I'm like just depressed for the rest of my life for the holiday season or will it get better so if you're grieving and you're listening listening to this and you're also going through something similar please reach out I would love to have a conversation with you about it and so after the break now this is the time I'm going to dive into some of the things that are triggering me to feel depressed, to feel sad, to feel upset. And so we'll talk about that right after the break. So a few weeks ago, my husband and I got out our Christmas boxes and we started to decorate the house for Christmas. And now, so we are so like 
a Christmas couple and he loves Christmas probably more than I love Christmas. So whenever we get these Christmas boxes out, it's like a big to do. We need hot chocolate. We need cozy jammies. Like we need a fireplace on the TV. We need the house to be warm, you know, whether to be cold. We live in Pennsylvania, so it's always freezing. So it's like chilly outside and it's such a warm, cozy, welcoming feeling. Like I love the beginning of the holiday season when everyone starts to just not when everyone, excuse me, when everything starts to feel so cozy and quaint. And I love it when the lights are twinkling and all of that. So we start to decorate the house and things are going well. And it comes the time to put up the tree. Okay. And when we put up the tree, then we put up the ornaments. Now, my husband and I both have separate ornaments. I have mine from my childhood. He has his from his childhood. And we got a few together as a couple and things like that. So we're putting on up the Christmas ornaments and we're hanging them. And then comes time to put up the ornaments I got last year. Because when Bray and Dad died, I received a handful of death ornaments, basically. And I know the people that gave, gave us them were... Like, I love them. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound ungrateful or anything like that. But... The ornaments, I didn't realize because I didn't put them up last year. I got them as gifts, so they weren't actually on our tree. But this year, I had to physically put the ornaments on the tree. And so I think it, it triggered something in me, like such sadness to look at them because I was like, oh, like this sucks. Like I had one of like my dad and a few of Brie and just different ornaments that I had to put on the tree knowing very well that these were like memorial ornaments because dad and Brie are no longer with us. And it was something about that statement, about that knowledge that I was putting these ornaments on the tree only because they were dead that just wrecked me. I was so upset and so sad and although it's been a couple weeks since those ornaments went up, it's still kind of hard to look at them. And I thought that maybe it would be easier as the days like went on, like to always see like their faces or like, you know, the ornament that someone got in memory of them. But it hasn't really, like it hasn't really gotten easier yet. And hopefully in the future, I will look at those ornaments and think good thoughts and think of them and, and you know, that they're still a part of this Christmas traditions of putting up the ornaments in the tree but right now it just I look at them and I get kind of sad you know and I think that's perfectly normal I don't think that's weird of me to get sad while putting up these like memorial ornaments but at the same time it's just not a good time honestly but like I said hopefully in the future there will come a day and come a time where I look at the ornaments and I just think good thoughts. I think of all the memories that we shared. And I think that's the point of ornaments in general, because you look at things, you bring these ornaments out each year. And I feel like every, at least in our house, every ornament has a story where it was bought, who gave it to us, what it meant. And so hopefully, like I said, in a few years, I'll look back at those ornaments and think that of the caring, kind people that gave them to us and of the the memories that I shared with Brie and dad during Christmas. And so ornaments for me have been something that was very triggersome and I did not expect it. Another thing that was extremely triggersome was wrapping presents. As silly as that sounds, wrapping presents brought me to tears. I was sitting on my floor wrapping all the presents and 
I just started to sob. And I was like, what in the world is happening? Why am I crying while wrapping these presents? And I think it was just because I didn't have a present for Brie and I didn't have a present for dad. Like I was like, was I had, excuse me, I had a whole list of people who I had to buy for and I was crossing them off while I was wrapping them. And I think the act of just crossing off their names and, and names and realizing that Brie and dad weren't on there, it was just so... It was so painful because last year I didn't even worry about presents. Like I didn't buy anyone anything uh, like my husband. I brought my, bought my husband stuff, but I feel like I, he did most of that. Cause I was just like, no, I can't deal with it. I'm not going to deal with it. It's not important. So this year I was really excited to buy all of these presents for everyone. Cause I wanted it to be a joyful, happy time and not that presents equal happy times during the holidays. But I, I love gift giving. And so I was like thriving in my element. And anyway, so I was wrapping these presents and I was just sobbing on the floor. And then to make it worse, I'm wrapping this present for my father-in-law and I'm looking at it. And then on the label, I wrote dad because Ben likes to give his presents to his, like his parent, give the presents, excuse me, to his parents. So I wrote dad on it and I... I was ugly crying, ugly crying, snot everywhere. I was, I, I just broke down because looking down at this gift that said dad, that wasn't going to my actual dad, knowing that I will never ever again be able to give a gift to my dad, to see his face, to hear his laugh, to see his smile, to give him a hug, to give him a kiss, for it just sent me into a grief spiral that I did not come out of for like a solid hour just crying on the floor. I knew I was like, I remember just sitting there, just sobbing and trying to catch my breath and trying to move on from this because I like, I definitely needed to like get myself together. And so after I was done sobbing and crying, I tried to journal this out. I was like, why did wrapping presents bring me so much heartache? And why was, and like, obviously the one with the dad label, that's kind of self-explanatory because it said dad, but like, why was present wrapping presents so hard? And I think I, after journaling about it for a couple of minutes, I think I figured it out. And that's because my dad was such a good gift giver and he loved wrapping presents. Like his presents were wrapped perfectly with bows and boxes and bags, little Grinch um, humor for you. Anyway, so he, <clears throat> excuse me, was so good at it. And I think, for, I think somewhere deep down inside me, I just realized that, like, I tried to, I, maybe I took that on. Like, I don't know, but I realized that my dad loved giving gifts. He loved Christmas. He loved wrapping presents and seeing our faces when we opened them. And so I think that's why I started sobbing when I was wrapping my presents because I take that on now. I try to make my presents look as nice as possible, although it usually doesn't work out. And I think it just really triggered that memory in me of knowing that my dad loved to give gifts and he loved to make the presents look really pretty. And although that's not some, you know, deep or philosophical thought, it crushed me because I don't know. He's just never going to get that opportunity again. I'm never going to get that opportunity again to like see him happy like that until I get to heaven. And it's just, it was just really, really painful to, uh, 
to go through and to just have to, you know, figure out on my own. And so after the break, we'll continue these conversations about triggers and basically things that are just taking a toll on my life through this holiday season. We'll be right back. So another trigger of mine that I have come upon recently is actually being invited to parties or gatherings or events. And let's face it, it's Christmas, it's the holiday season, and it's prime time party time. (laughs) You know, like you have Christmas parties, holiday parties, office parties, um, just family parties and gatherings. And you could be invited to a lot of things and you're going to have to prioritize them and figure it out. And so it's just extremely overwhelming because during a time where I'm not feeling my best, I feel like being by, I feel like by being invited, there we go, (laughs) to these parties, I'm expect one, expected to show up and then two, expected to act a certain way. And I know I can just be truthful and honest about that, but I feel like it's harder said than done. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, and I don't want to make someone feel unloved. And so when I get invited to all these things, I really have to sit down with myself and just be like, how beneficial will going to this party be for my mental health? And then from there, have honest conversations with the people who invited me. But yeah, being invited to holiday gatherings has been a trigger for me. It's just been extremely overwhelming because, again, I'm depressed. I'm sad. And sometimes I don't want to go and be surrounded by people's families and loved ones during when during a time where I'm missing my own loved one. And so that's just been something that has been difficult for me um, and something that I've never had to deal with before. Another thing is Christmas songs. There have been some Christmas songs that I I can't even listen to. One being that stinking Christmas song about the little boy with the Christmas shoes who goes to get him or get them for his dead mom. Like, you ever, I think it's called Christmas Shoes, honestly, and there's a what do you call it, a movie about it, that I can't even listen to that song because the mom has cancer, I'm pretty sure, and I just instantly think of my dad on his deathbed. So there are some Christmas songs that I could listen to before that I cannot even listen to now. I have to, you know, skip them really quick. And again, that's something that I never had to deal with. I never had to uh, filter out what I was listening to and stuff like that. And so it's just those types of triggers that it's like the grief stuff just comes into your face so quickly and then leaves so quickly and it leaves you in this like dis- like um disoriented state of like what the heck just happened like why is my heart fe- feeling like this why is my mind telling you one thing and it's all just so incredibly messy grief is messy and then add holidays and family and friends and all of that stuff during this crazy holiday time and i feel like it just becomes like, I don't even know, this huge, huge, messy ball of grief. And so after the break, we're gonna, I'm going to come back and we're going to discuss the one thing that I'm going to be doing. I shouldn't say the one thing because I'm obviously going to be doing th- things like journaling and praying and reviewing those triggers and stuff like that. But I've realized that there is one thing that I did not do for Thanksgiving that I'm going to be doing for Christmas that I hope and I pray helps me get through the holiday with peace, 
and love. And so after the break, we're going to discuss that. So the one thing that I have been praying on and I have been meditating on and journaling about is how I'm going to best get through this Christmas. Because I already know that things are just setting me off. I am getting irritable, anxious, overwhelmed. And I didn't really feel like that going into Thanksgiving. And maybe that's because I didn't really know how it was going to go. And so maybe that is also aiding in how I'm feeling during the holiday season now. But I have decided to commit myself to slowing down, to giving myself space, love, and grace. And I am going to try my best to have zero expectations and just live in the moment in like of every day during this holiday season. Because I think I'm just putting so much pressure on myself to perform a certain way, to act a certain way, to talk a certain way, to show up for that person's party, to show up for this person's family. And it's, it's all just too much. And I can't continue to do it. And I think I just realized that after feeling so burnt out the last couple of weeks, like leading into this Christmas season, and I really have decided to dedicate this, the rest, well, the last couple of days, honestly, is when I made this realization. So the, re- like the, the next couple of weeks, excuse me, to just having no expectations, especially on Christmas, because I feel like a lot's going to, you know, come up for me already. And I just want to give myself the space and the time to just process how it is when it comes and to not you know, fill my calendar with all this stuff to do because Thanksgiving is always a very busy holiday for Ben and I and we are carted around to place after place after place and I feel like I have zero time to breathe, let alone zero time to think. And so Christmas is a little bit different. We have a little bit more wiggle room and I think that if we just need to cut some people's time short, then I'm just gonna have to honor that for myself and just like leave people's houses earlier than expected, you know, not feel like I have to rush down to certain places and, and like go over certain people's houses and friends and stuff like that. And just do what is best for me in that moment. Because by doing that, I think then I can be the best version of myself while I'm grieving, while I'm hurting. And like for the, not only for myself, but for other people as well, because if I can give my heart a hundred percent and my mind and my body to a certain, for like an hour in a certain situation, that's better than being, you know, not mentally there and just like going through the motions of attending some party or event or whatever the case may be. And so that's, there's nothing special to this this episode except I think that that statement that I'm not I'm letting go of expectations I'm not going to have any plans I'm not going to try to prepare in any way I mean I am going to do those little things like prayer and journal and trying to like think through how the day might go and just get organized on my thoughts that way but other than that I am just going to simply 
go throughout Christmas and the rest of this holiday season with no expectations. I'm going to enjoy, (laughs) I don't want to say that, like I'm going to enjoy every single day to the best of my ability and live in the present. I am so fixated on what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future that I completely overlook all the joys that are currently in my life, all the joys of my everyday. And I really want to hone in on that this holiday season. I want to grab that because I think by allowing myself the space and the time to really, you know, get connected to being content in the present moment, I think it's going to help the holidays. It's going to help Christmas because I'm going to be able to have the tools that I need to challenge myself into making better decisions (laughs) than I was before. And so again, so I'm just going to have no expectations and I'm just going to go throughout the day and we're going to see what happens. And if it ends in a total fail, you guys will know, I'll give you a recap episode of if it worked or not. But I have a feeling that by not preparing to the extent that I have been, that by not focusing on the good and the bad, and by not just creating these ideas in my head, by letting all of that go, and by not doing all of that, I think I'm going to have a better time. I think I'm going to be able to just breathe easier and go throughout that day with grace and with love. And also remember why it is we're celebrating Christmas. And so that's all I really have for you guys for Christmas. Again, I'm sorry that it's not like a list of like, these are the things that I did to prepare myself for Christmas, like I did for Thanksgiving. But honestly, we're going to try something different this episode. And we're going to try to just wing it, basically. Wing it without expectations, but be open to all possibilities for things to happen. And just go at it with a positive attitude. Because I definitely didn't go into Thanksgiving with a positive attitude. So we're going to go into it with a positive attitude. And hopefully things will work out. But like I said, you'll figure it, you'll you'll know if it worked out or not, because I will definitely let you guys know. But again, reminded that I won't be here for the next two weeks, because I'm going to try to be more present and active in my day to day, and make this holiday season one to write about and one to be thankful for. So guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Grief Guidance. If you guys liked it, please give us a comment, like, review, or share to help normalize these grief conversations and to further the mission. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen, and I can't wait to, you know, actually, wait, it's not next week. I was going to say next week, but I cannot wait to re- Sorry, it cut me off for some reason, but I was saying how I was going to talk to you guys next week, but that's not the case because I won't see you for two weeks and I will see you guys back here in the new year for a whole new slew of content. I cannot wait. Honestly, it's going to be amazing. So please stay tuned and stick around for that. And so guys, have an amazing holiday season, an amazing Christmas, an amazing new year, and I cannot wait to see you guys again here on Grief Guidance. Happy healing. everyone to listening to this week's episode of grief guidance i would like to pray for you right now so dear lord 
thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our pain, our sin, and our mistakes. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to be born. In this Christmas season, I hope that we can remain focused on his birth, the message that he brings and the goodness that he brings. Lord, I ask that you allow grace into our hearts and that you find the time, I mean, you find the ability to give us peace and slowness and time and that we go into this holiday season with no expectations but to love you and that for you to guide us and guide our actions and our minds, Lord. Lord, thank you for giving us the people in our lives and the families and the friends that are still here with us, Lord. And I pray that anyone who is grieving during this time has a support system with them that will allow them to be held, cared for, and loved. Lord, thank you so much for everything that you do, the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs. And just thank you for all of your goodness. And I ask all of this in your name, Lord. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Grief Guidance. I cannot wait to see you in the new year. And I just am so in awe of your support. So guys, thank you so, so much. And I cannot wait until we meet again. So until then, guys, happy healing.